Friends, this is the last in our sermon series on Psalm 23. And today we'll... Friends, this is the last in our sermon series on Psalm 23. And today we'll be looking at that last verse. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Listen now to the Apostle Paul's words from the book of Romans, chapter 8, verses 28 through 39. <clears throat> we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn within a large family. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn it is Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, it is my prayer that your spirit would speak, that your spirit would speak through me, that your spirit would speak into the hearts and minds of all who are here, and that we would hear, and in hearing, we would turn again to your truth, your promise of love and presence. It is our prayer, Lord God, that every human word would fall away and we would be left with your voice calling us back to the people you know us to be. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
When I was in high school, I spent two weeks of every summer in the most magical place called debate camp. It was everything you imagine it to be. It was two weeks of research and writing and arguing. It was the best of everything, and I loved going. The summer that I was 15, I was at debate camp at Henry University, and we had had our two weeks of arguing about U.S. policies in Latin America. And on the last day, it ends with an award ceremony and a banquet, and all of the parents come to see what their kids have done. And that's always the nerve-wracking part for me when the parents come because my mom had suffered from alcoholism her entire adult life and I never really knew what was going to happen when she showed up. And sure enough, she didn't come. She didn't come for the award ceremony. She didn't come for the dinner. She didn't come for the speakers. And finally, right before it's about to end, I hear a door open all the way across the auditorium and across 300 heads, I see someone walk in in an old pair of jeans and a t-shirt that says, life is hard. And I thought, it sure is. Because that was my mama and she wasn't sober. And I don't know about you, but in those moments when my anxiety is high, there are a million thoughts going through my head as I get up from my seat and try to make it to her before she embarrasses me. I'm thinking, dear Lord, how did she get here? This was well before MapQuest. I have no idea how she made it to Atlanta and to Emory. I'm thinking, how are we going to get home I am thinking that, yeah, life is really hard and I'm pretty angry about it because this is my life and it is hard. But you know what I didn't think? Not once did I think, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. <laughs> Not once did that occur to me. I don't know about you, but you've probably been in the place where you've gotten the diagnosis you never wanted when the person you love, you find, is gone. When the marriage you thought would last forever is over. And maybe you thought like I did, life is hard. And you probably didn't think once. But you know what? Surely goodness and mercy are going to follow me all the days of my life. But that's what David wrote. King David. And I wonder exactly when he wrote it. You remember David's life story? David, who is a son of Jesse, and when the prophet comes and says it is one of Jesse's sons who will lead the nation, he brings all of the sons before him except David, because who could possibly think David might be a king one day? He's just the kid, the youngest, out with the sheep. I wonder when he's out there all alone and his brothers are being looked over to see if they'll be the new king, if young David thought, well, surely goodness and mercy are going to follow me all the days of my life. Or did he think it once the prophet finds him and says, you will be the king after Saul, and he installs them in Saul's court? 
and he's brought in front of the giant Goliath to fight him. I wonder if David stood on that battlefield realizing how small and young he was and how big Goliath was. And he thought, I'm not worried. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Or maybe it was after he defeated Goliath and Saul becomes so jealous of the boy David that David has to run for his life and live as an outlaw for years on end so that Saul wouldn't kill him out of his jealousy. I wonder when David is hunkered down in a cave hiding if he thought, no big deal, surely goodness and mercy are going to follow me all the days of my life. Or maybe it was when he was finally king and he brought the Ark of the Covenant home And he had his own moral failing when he committed adultery. And his sin is ever before him. Is that when David wrote, Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me. Was David just having a good day when he wrote that psalm? Is that what it was? Is this psalm simply the power of positive thinking on David's behalf? Because the truth is that you know like I do that life is hard. Things break. Relationships break down. Bodies are created beings that break down and waste away. The people we love die. Life is hard. When did David write this? Was it the one good day of being a king? And what about Paul who writes, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Was he just having a good day too? Or did Paul know too that life is terribly hard? Did Paul know that he would suffer like Jesus did? That he would be persecuted and imprisoned? That he would be broken off from everyone that he loves? Is that when Paul wrote that we are God's own beloved, never to be separated from God? The answer is, is that life is hard, and that is a human truth. We live in a world filled with broken humanity, and that means things are difficult. Life is hard. I hope it's not hard for you today, but my guess is if you are human, it will be again, and it has been before. Life is hard. And so how can David write these words about goodness and mercy? How can Paul write these words that God is with us and for us? The answer is because both are true. The phenomenon that life is hard is a human truth. But the phenomenon that God has called us into being and claimed us as God's own, and will never abandon us, that is the greater truth. Absolutely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your lives, just like hard lives will happen too. All of it is true, 
But we are reminded by Paul and we are reminded by David that the greater truth is that our relationship with God will never break down. We will never be separated from God's love. And that gives us the ability to make it through life when it is hard. In fact, Paul says, don't you worry because all of humanity have been called for this work. We've been called for it. We have been justified by Jesus Christ through nothing that we did. So take heart. God knows. Our Lord and Savior certainly knows how hard life can be. His crucifixion is evidence of that. And yet, God has called us to live in this world to follow in the way of Jesus Christ. And the promise is sure that even in the difficulty, there is love and grace and forgiveness and even providence, God working for good in our lives. Sometimes the story we have to tell is about life being hard, and it is true. But the greater story to tell is always the story at God at work in the world. And that story is always about God giving us strength when we didn't think we had it. That is always the story of God giving us comfort when we thought we would never be comforted again. It is the story of God's love for all of humanity given to us in Jesus Christ. Surely, Goodness and mercy will follow us because God is at work in the world. There will be difficulty. Friends, our Lord and Savior didn't get out of the difficulty. He suffered and we will too. But we are reminded that even though there is suffering, God is always working for the good of God's people because that is God's love made real. And so when you find yourself in the place where life is hard and it is all that you can see, remember that God is at work and that nothing you can do, no amount of suffering, no amount of hardship, no amount of pain can separate you from God's love and strength and power. Not because we deserve it, but because that's who God is. God is a lover of people, a redeemer, someone who gives grace over and over again. And so if we started this sermon series however many weeks ago with the words of the 23rd Psalm, I think it makes sense for us to end our sermon series with the words of the 23rd Psalm. Because these are the words of the reality of God's presence in the world and in our lives. Take hope. The Lord is our shepherd and we shall not want. He makes us to lie down in green pastures and he leads us beside still waters he restores our souls. He leads us in right paths for his name's sake. 
And yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we fear no evil, for God is with us. God's rod and God's staff, they comfort us. God even prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies, and he anoints our head with oil, our cups overflow surely surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever this is the truth of God's love for you Thanks be to God, and amen.